some people are so out of alignment with themselves, with their soul, with their true soul's essence, their spirit, that the way that they talk, the way that they walk, the foods that they eat, even the way that they breathe, how they react and respond to certain things, people around them, certain places, the energy that you get from going to different areas, all of those things are rooted in their traumas, their unconscious traumas, unprocessed and unconscious traumas and triggers. And they have created an identity and rooted themselves in these unconscious and unprocessed traumas so that the way that they walk, talk, eat, everything I said previously is simply how they operate based on those mechanics. When everyone who they meet, every relationship they get into, every friendship, every place that they go to is simply trying to bring these traumas to the forefront to get this person to begin to process them to begin to understand and become conscious and aware of their triggers, of their traumas, how these traumas have shaped them psychologically, and learn why they react and respond to certain things, why they say certain things or certain phrases, why they have these self-limiting beliefs about themselves and their interactions with other people. This is why the phrase know thyself is so popular and so common, you know, because I feel like a lot of people go around and they say it, know yourself, know thyself. But until you start to unpack these different aspects of you, there is no way you know who you truly, truly are. There is no way you know yourself. There's no way that you can know yourself because yourself is devoid of your ego. And your ego is what identifies with disease, what is what identifies with trauma, is what identifies with um these different aspects of you that have shaped your life, but they are not you, you know? And people identify with these things because they don't know themselves besides their ego and their personality. They don't know who they are without those aspects of themselves because they've built up their ego and they've built up their personality um, to kind of protect them and defend them from the rest of the world because of whatever traumas, because of whatever unprocessed and unconscious actions A lot of people don't know who they truly are. To get to know your soul's essence, you have to strip all these parts away from you. And I feel like this is why people go vegan. This is why people shave their head. This is why people go live in the tropics. This is why people make these sudden, un I want to say like these sudden changes that other people can't understand, you know? These sudden changes that don't really make sense to people. I feel like 
I feel like when I went vegan, I was trying to peel back the layers. I had just woke up. I decided to go vegan maybe a week later, maybe two, three weeks in. I was like completely into it. And I was really like, this is my lifestyle now, you know, and I was just trying to get an understanding of who I am. I was trying to pull back and peel back all the layers because I was told to eat one way my whole life. Come to find out these things are actually killing me and destroying me. So let me just remove it all so I can figure out what my body needs, what my soul needs. Who am I truly besides what I have been designed and programmed to eat? You know what I mean? It was the same for when I locked my hair. Because um, I want to say I got my first soul in when I was like 13, 14 years old. Maybe a little bit earlier than that, like 12. I think I was in middle school. I got my first sewing and my first perm before I was getting texturizers, but um, I had my natural hair wear out. So, you know, I had seen my mom wearing wigs and wearing um, sewings and whatever for a long ass time. So I started to lock my hair three years ago. So from about like, that's like 10 years of my life, 12 to like 2021 20, and 22-ish is when I locked my hair. Um, and when I locked my hair, that was me reclaiming a part of myself. That was me peeling back the layers. That was me trying to figure out, okay, first, you know, they've been telling me and programming me to eat all these foods for such a long time. Now I'm figuring out that these foods are actually trying to kill us. So let me just strip myself completely of these things. Now with, um, the hair is like, okay, I've been wearing my hair like this for 10 years, so like almost like more than 10 years. I've been seeing, I see my mom do this, wear wigs and wear weaves. And I understood that this is how you, you know, you're supposed to look, you're supposed to look clean. You're supposed to look kept, you know, you're supposed to have your hair a certain way. This is what society portrays. But in doing all of this, changing my hair, going vegan. These were just certain steps, like I said, to help me peel back the layers to understand my true soul's essence, my purpose, who I really am, the void of my ego, the void of a personality that was built on societal constructs. And when you think about society, and when you think about these programs, you have to understand that they are all mental constructs they're not real. There's no tangible thing that is society, you know? There is no tangible place that denotes what society is, where it is, what it's supposed to be like, how it's supposed to look. It is not real because it is not tangible. It is created in the mind. All of these constructs, these programs that tell us how to eat, what to eat, how to wear our hair, what to wear, um, where to go, how, how to do this, how to do that. Those are all mental constructs. So until you start to peel back the layers of yourself, yes, um, unpacking your traumas, I feel like, and becoming conscious of your traumas and your triggers is a major, 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 major part of it, you know? Because at one point in my life, I was triggered when my hair was undone. And where does this stem from? Like I said, 
my appearance, et cetera, et cetera. So now I feel like I have to wear my hair a certain way. So I live my life in this identity of needing to have my hair done and never allowing people to see what my hair really looks like for like 10 years because of these um these mental constructs that were kind of placed on me. So when doing all these things physically with the diet, with the hair, with whatever else you choose to do, you feel like you need to do in order to better understand yourself, there's stepping stones in order for you to deconstruct and reconstruct your mind, especially your subconscious mind, because this is where your traumas, this is where your inner child, this is where your triggers lay in your subconscious mind. Just like how you might jokingly say something about the clothes you wear, and this is really a reflection of your low self-esteem. However, you continue to joke about it and joke about it with friends or different people that you go around, and you're not understanding that your subconscious mind, a part of you is trying to become conscious, is trying to see this part of itself for who and what it is. So you go around jokingly and talking about what you wear, what you wear, what you wear, because when you were a child, you weren't allowed to pick your clothes out. And your parents made you wear certain clothes. And so now you're joking about it, but you're not even conscious or like you haven't even realized why you keep going everywhere and to everyone and saying these jokes about the clothes that you have on. And a lot of people do this. If you really start to deconstruct your mind and just the little words and phrases, the jokes that you say to yourself or to other people, you'll truly be able to understand yourself 360. Because the subconscious mind doesn't understand jokes. So you might think it's a joke, but it's really not. It's just a part of you that needs recognition, a part of you that needs love. A part of you that wants to be processed and integrated. And so going back to what I was saying about society and how all these programs to begin with are all mental constructs. Because it doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter how you wear your hair or what you eat as long as it's true to you and your intuition. Because that is your soul's essence. That is God. That is source. That is spirit. Whatever you want to call it. Understanding these things helps you to understand your mind. This whole realm is a projection of your mind. And I wrote this earlier. I said, you have to look at the world, your world, as if it revolves around you. And you are co-creating your universe within your relationships and your interactions with other people. And this came to me because... I recorded a voice message um, to myself talking about how when I was experiencing the most disharmony in my life, I was experiencing the most disharmony in in the world around me, in my universe, in my reality. So when I was like ages 16, 17, 18, and I'm smoking a lot of weed, I'm doing a lot of drugs, I'm um, just here, there, everywhere with myself. I was having a lot of sex. I was just, I was so void of spirit at the time. And that's what I was looking for, which is why I was doing these things. But I was so void of spirit. I had so much disharmony in my mind. I was eating terrible foods. I was unaware 
I was completely unconscious of my triggers, my traumas, and just myself in this world around me. That's when I experienced the most disharmony in my reality. You know, in my friend, I got friends and all my friends got drama. And my, my parents, my mom, my stepdad, they fighting at the time. There's so much tension and stuff like that in the household. Because that's my world. That's my universe. The house, this house or where I stay at is my universe. This is where I spend the majority of my time. And my universe is a reflection of how I'm feeling internally. And so understanding that the mind is all, right? And the universe is mental. That this world is a projection of our thoughts, right? And I feel like this is where all the new agers start to talk about law of attraction and what you think and what is what you will become. And this is because the only thing that the only things that make up this universe are thoughts, because thoughts are vibrations, and vibrations have a different frequency to it. And this is why they say what you think is what you will attract, because whatever frequency your thoughts are vibrating on is what you will experience in the world around you, right? This is elementary. We know this. And so putting this in the realm of spirit, spirits are thoughts. For you to have superpowers, right? Like telepathy, telekinesis, the ability to time travel, you have to have dominion over spirits, which is having dominion and control over thought forms. For example, you're sitting with a friend and y'all start talking about your childhood. And now it's 2016, y'all sitting here and chilling, hanging out, eating, drinking, doing whatever, and you guys start talking about what's going on at home, and then the conversation starts to dwindle into childhood. And while your friend's talking, you start to zone out, and you start to see images of when you was 11, and you were 12, the house you lived in, which you were wearing, the things you did. In that moment, you just time travel. However, you didn't time travel intentionally. Something took you there. And your friend says, yo, are you okay? And you kind of snap back into it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And you try and play it off like nothing was happening. When in reality, all of that took place in order for you to go back to that time period and kind of start to unprocess and become conscious of what happened then and there. That's what time travel is. You don't need a machine. It doesn't have to be a back to the future. You don't need a DeLorean. You need control over your mind. So that when you go home now, you sit and you meditate and you say, you know what, this thought came up to me and I want to sit with it. I want to understand what happened, why it happened and what I need to do in order to integrate this part of myself. And you start to cry, you start to scream, you start to shake uncontrollably as you're having these thoughts, these memories, these visions come back to life within you. And slowly they begin to integrate and you start to calm down. You feel much better. You feel like a whole new person. That's what the goal of any of this is. In order for you to hear other people's thoughts or to send people's thoughts, send people your thoughts with control, you have to have dominion over that realm, which is having dominion over spirits because we are all spiritual beings, right? Spiritual just means breath or spirit just means breath. 
And this is why I said in the beginning, the way that someone breathes is in line with their unconscious and unprocessed traumas and triggers. Because most of the time, most everybody is breathing shallow and they're not conscious or aware of their breath until suddenly they just (sighs) randomly. Like you should be aware of that and be consciously doing that at all times or at least taking time out of your day and sitting and breathing deeply from your diaphragm because that puts you in control over spirits. That puts you in control over thought forms. So now, after you take this deep breath and your ex comes to mind, you understand what's going on. So when he texts you, you're not just, oh my gosh, he texted me and let's let's link up and you fall right back into another cycle. No, you're conscious. You're aware. You've been breathing. You understand thoughts. You understand that he sent you a thought long before he even texted you and you understood what that thought meant and what that thought means. And so now you have power, you have control over thought forms to where you can send that shit right back and he might not ever text you because you want to close that chapter in your life. You want to move on. You want to experience a different cycle or a different level of evolve within all these karmic loops and cycles that we find ourselves in. I wrote down that um, dominion over spirits, like I said, is dominion over thought forms, having full power and control over the thoughts that come through your vessel. Not all thoughts are yours. Most people aren't familiar with the thoughts that pass through their vessel because they are not familiar with their subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is connected to the collective unconscious. This is the Akasha or the Akashic Records. The subconscious mind is naturally sinister. Your ego and your personality is what creates morale. Your subconscious mind, in saying that it is naturally sinister, all the thoughts that come to you, like I said, are in the pool of consciousness called the collective unconscious, which means every being on this planet has their thoughts in a pool. It's kind of like if you've seen, um, it reminds me of that Scooby-Doo movie, I think maybe the first one, and they were on that island, and it was the the ghost shit, and it was a big-ass pool, and it was a whole bunch of different spirits in that pool, and they could just pull them out, and one was going into one body, and one was going into another body. Think of that pool as a collective unconscious of thoughts, or something that um, I've seen in a video. You close your eyes, plant your feet, and you breathe. And you breathe in and out. Up and down your spine. And set the intention to listen and to pick up on the different frequencies that are around you. And if you are tuned in enough, you will notice, you will see, sense, and feel these different pockets of energy that are different timelines, different dimensions, different thoughts that you can just tap into and pick up on. 
So your subconscious mind being naturally sinister means that there's no filter. You might pick up on the thought of murdering somebody. And that's because that shit is swimming in the collective unconscious somewhere. But your ego, your personality, is what creates morale and says, no, I'm not going to murder this person. But a lot of people are not operating (laughs) from one or the other. There is no harmony between the two. A lot of people are completely unaware of their subconscious mind and this whole collective unconscious and the power that it has and the abilities that they have to tap into that and to pull out different pockets of information for themselves. It's so many times where I've sat and I wanted to know something about like a herb or some simple shit and it just comes to me because I was in flow in that moment. I was focused. I was just asking myself the question I just wanted to know to know. Some shit that I could Google. Your mind is Google. Everything in this universe is built off of your mind. So the phrase know thyself means to know your mind. It means to know your mind purely without all of the illusions without all of the trauma, without all the false identities and defense mechanisms that you built up around yourself because you're too scared to do the shadow work and to actually sit with your demons and make peace with them. To know thyself is to know yourself devoid of your ego and personality, but to come to a place of understanding and balance between your subconscious mind your emotions, your feelings, and your ego, your personality, how you want to operate, how you want to carry out different actions and different thoughts that come to you in this life.